Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, great to be with you. Anytime I can talk basketball. Uh, I, lo- I love the simple title of the show, the basketball show. That's great. We there, there's no doubt about what this show is all about, Chris, and <laughs> we're keeping it real simple. And and of course, being from the state of Indiana, there's I think the entire population of Indiana is always hop- happy to talk basketball. Well, there's no question. Uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, uh, and and I'm I'm from Indiana, played high school basketball here, uh, played Division three basketball here, but. We moved a couple of times. My my dad was a teacher and a coach, and so I've, I've been around the game my whole life. But when we moved to the two houses that we lived here in Indiana, one of the first things my dad did was put a basket up on, on the roof of the garage. I mean, that that's be- almost before anything else happened at the house. So uh, that, that's the beauty about Indiana growing up. Everywhere you turned, there was a basket, and you had to have one. I've driven through Indiana a number of times, and I can uh, uh, I can vouch for that. That if it was up in Edmonton, where basketball is growing, and we're really proud of and happy for the direction it's taking, but now it's not so uncommon to see baskets in driveways. But in Indiana, it's the exact opposite. It is uncommon to not see a basket in the driveway. Oh yeah, there's no question about that. So, Chris, let's talk about the Pacers. I'm going to start with Canadian content. Uh, last night, uh, the, uh, Ben Matherin was the MVP. I think we got an opportunity to really see him and the kind of confidence and the kind of presence that he has on the court. And, of course, it's a skewed uh, sample because it's an all-star game. But you do get a sense for the kind of talent that a player has by the way they play in situations like that. And Ben certainly put on a show last night. Oh, he did. And and that's Ben's personality, you know, having now worked with him for the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, this is one focused young man. Uh, he wants to be the best. And uh, I mean, I can tell you, you know, oftentimes after a game, he gets on the bus and all of a sudden I'm hearing my voice. And it's because he's watching the highlights of the game and he's watching his highlights. And, and so uh, it was great to see him you know, do what he did last night, especially in the arena that he calls home. Uh, He's a super talented player and uh, just one of the many talented young players that the Pacers have on their roster. And, you know, we have another uh, second-year Canadian uh, in Andrew Nimhard who has played really, really well. So we're very fortunate to have both uh, Ben and Andrew as a part of the roster. Well, the Canadian content's becoming more common in the NBA. uh, Canada has the second most... Uh, players other than the United States as a nation in the NBA and to watch the two contribute to the the much improved Pacers this year is really great to see. Talk about Halliburton and what kind of a special player he is. Now I'll I'll put my asterisks here. I'm from the state of Iowa. I'm an Iowan and uh, Halliburton was a great player at Iowa State. Uh, But talk about, are you surprised at how good this young man is? I don't know if I'm surprised. I think it's just happened a little quicker than we all thought. Um, you know, two years ago when the Pacers made the trade just before the All-Star break, they sent an All-Star in DeMontis Sabonis to Sacramento. And I think many people thought that if you made that trade, you possibly were going to get De'Aaron Fox. But the Pacers really wanted Tyrese Halliburton, and, and absolutely you can understand why. It's not just what he does on the floor. It's his leadership in the locker room. 
It's his embracing of this entire community. I mean, he's going to be worn out after this weekend because he is the ambassador for Indianapolis. I mean, he's everywhere. I mean, I saw him on the TNT telecast last night um, of the the Rising Stars game. He was uh, at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium for the Celebrity Game. Uh, we had a big tip-off celebration that my partner Quinn Buckner and I had a role in on Thursday night, and Tyrese was there. He He drove up. Uh, with an IndyCar driver in an IndyCar. Um, so by the time we get to the game tomorrow night, and again, he's in the three-point shootout tonight, uh, he, he's, he's going to be one tired guy. But he has embraced this opportunity. Uh, he's a wonderful player. I mean, he's nearly a 50-40-90 guy. He's shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three, and a tick under uh, 90% at the line. Leads the NBA in assists. Uh, almost 12 a game, averages well over 20 points per game, and he's 23 years old. He won't be 24 until uh, leap day, uh, February 29th. Uh, he signed for the next five years. So uh, in, Indy fans are just thrilled to have him uh, as a part of this franchise, not just now but in, in the future and going forward. You're listening to the Basketball Show on Sports 1440 in Edmonton. I'm speaking with the play-by-play voice, Chris Denari from Bali Sports, Indiana. Uh, you know what, Chris, uh, being from the long-suffering, uh, I lived for a number of years and have a lot of family in the, the Twin City area in Minnesota. And, I mean, you know as well as anyone the long-suffering nature of a Timberwolves fan. I, I think they're still pinching themselves this year with the fact that the Timberwolves are having such an outstanding uh, outstanding year. But one of the, the problems all small market teams uh, face is how do you keep your superstars uh, in your market before they go on to greener, richer pastures in the main in the main markets, the mega markets. But to have Tyrese, uh, you know, signed for the next five years, to have the kind of positive influence and leader that he is, boy, that is exciting for the Pacer basketball faithful. Yeah, and it, you know the the other piece is you know what you know Toronto gave up uh, in the trade, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But to get Pascal Siakam, uh, a two time All Star, two time All NBA. Uh, he is a free agent at the end of the season, but I think the Pacers and, and Pascal are both confident that they will uh, come to an agreement on a, a new contract and pair him with Tyree Halliburton. So you're right from a from a small market standpoint. Oftentimes it's tough um, to get those players in free agency. You, you oftentimes have to trade for them, and that's what the Pacers were willing to do uh, to get Pascal Siakam. Uh, I think the the pairing of he and Halliburton early on, and, and Tyrese missed time uh, with a hamstring injury, but it's been very, very positive. And uh, Pascal has said, look, this is a place I, I want to call home. So I think there's a lot of excitement here in Indianapolis for what the Pacers front office has been able to do the last couple of years, bringing in somebody uh, like Tyrese Halliburton and then uh, about a month ago uh, making the trade for Pascal Siakam. Well, the possibilities of pairing Matherin with Siakam, uh, and hopefully Ben will be a long-term uh, part of the Pacer organization as well. That's a re- with with Tyrese leading the way. That that is really an attractive and exciting lineup. But let's talk about Pascal. I I always felt like with Pascal that post the Raptors championship in 2019. You could just sort of see the air slowly going out of the balloon. And it was a mystery, I think, to everyone in Canada who was watching the Raptors as to why this player who became who became an all-star, he was a, certainly a major contributor 
to the championship. I think surprised a lot of people as a second-round draft pick that he became as good as he was. But why it seemed to go sour here in Toronto? Because he's very engaging, really a positive person. But for whatever reason, it didn't align. But now to hear that uh, in Indiana, and by the way, I don't think it's, I'm stretching it here to say that Indiana got the better of that trade. But uh, but to, to hear that Pascal feels that positively about the organization is a really good starting point for him coming into the Pacers. Yeah, and, and what was really neat was, you know, Wednesday we ended the, the pre-All-Star break portion of the schedule in Toronto. And uh, to see the love that the organization had, the fans, I've never seen anything like we saw on Wednesday night because usually when a former player goes back uh, to his his first team or his former team, it's a mix, right? It's a mix of uh, boos and cheers. It's never 100% either way. This was 100% love fest. And ironically, it was Valentine's Day. But I, I think that shows the type of person that pascal is not just on the floor but off the floor and you know what he meant to that organization in winning a title back in 2019 i mean it's a phenomenal story when you think about you know he really you know grew up in the g league um with what what with toronto with raptors 905 and he was the player of the year in the g league they won a title um so it's not like he came in and took the nba by storm he was somebody that really had to work and develop his game to be who he was with the Raptors and who he can be now. And, um, you know, he's 29 years old. Um, he's still in his prime. Uh, the Pacers feel very good about having him, you know, paired with Nimhart and Matherin. I mean, that's the great thing is Tyrese is only in year four this year. Uh, Siakam's only in year eight. You have Miles Turner in his ninth year. And then you have a lot of players that are very young. Neesmith, uh, Aaron Neesmith's had a great year. Uh, Matherin and, and Nimhart are in their third year. So it's a really nice mix uh, of players that I think can be a core uh, for the next four or five years. The Indiana Pacer history is really unique with its roots being in the ABA. I'm, I'm uh, of the vintage where I saw some ABA games, and I certainly followed uh, the ABA very closely. I'm a bit of a, just a bit of a fanatic on the ABA. And uh, the Indiana Pacers had such a rich, rich history. Mel Daniels, Bob, Mel Daniels, Bob Nedelicki. I mean, names you never, you never hear of anymore unless you're a real historian of the game. But that's really what started the, started the ball rolling. And at that time, even though the, the state of Indiana, a la Hoosiers has always been a basketball mecca. It never, uh, you, you never would have seen an NBA franchise at that time. So the ABA took a leap into Indiana and then it carried forward into, uh, into the NBA. Yeah. And you would not have uh Gamebridge field house where the Pacers play, which is a, an awesome building. Lucas oil stadium where the Colts play. You would not have uh, any of the things that have happened in downtown Indianapolis if it wasn't for the Pacers, uh, you know, joining the ABA in the late 60s, playing into the 70s, and then one of the four franchises that merged into the NBA in the mid-70s. So uh, all of the great things that have happened in Indianapolis, hosting Super Bowls, All-Star Games, Final Fours, all those kinds of things, you really just go back and it starts with the Pacers because if, if the Pacers aren't successful, then none of this stuff 
happens at all. So that's why this week is a real celebration. Uh, the last time the NBA All-Star Game was here was 1985. Uh, we were supposed to have it uh, you know, before COVID hit, uh, but it really has worked out for the best because uh, the building has been renovated the last three years. Uh, it's unbelievable. There's a brand-new plaza outside. That's where we hosted uh, uh, the tip-off uh, event on Thursday. And, by the way, uh, you mentioned some of those names. Bob Nedelicki was there, Freddie Lewis, uh, you know, um, uh, Rick Smits, uh, Ron Artest, now Meta World Peace, Jermaine O'Neal. I mean, you had all these former players that Quinn Buckner and I introduced, and we probably had a crowd of about 5,000 uh, outside, you know, watching this. And so – we're celebrating the great history of Indiana basketball, but more importantly, what the Pacers have meant to this city and this state. You're listening to The Basketball Show on Sports 1440. I'm your host, Paul Sir, being joined by Chris Denari, the play-by-play voice from Bali Sports Indiana for the Indiana Pacers, hosting the NBA All-Star Weekend. Talk about the NBA this year and you know, the Pacers have had, I, I, I think they've, I think it's fair to say, uh, Chris, that it's been a bit of a surprise at how well the Pacers have played, uh, and the, where their record is. They're developing faster, I think, as a unit and starting to scare people in the East a lot faster than maybe people thought they would. But talk about the, the NBA season thus far. What are a couple of things that stand out to you about how the NBA season's unfolded? Well, I'll tell you, I, I think w- what you have to be worried about if you're any team is anybody can beat anybody. Case in point, um, you know, Thursday night I'm, I'm sitting in my office just putting some stuff together, um, you know, ahead of next week. And I'm watching Milwaukee and Memphis. And Memphis has all kinds of injuries. They've got a bunch of G League players out there. Milwaukee's considered one of the best teams in the NBA uh, with Giannis, and, and Memphis beats them. And so that's sort of been a little bit of the story. I mean, clearly you have the Bostons and, as you said, Minnesota, Oklahoma City. Those two are great stories because Minnesota, as you said, has long not been a playoff team. And Oklahoma City, uh, after losing Durant and Westbrook and Harden, really had taken a step back. And those are two young, talented teams. But, But I think the league is in a great place. There are so many talented young players. You're going to see a number of them on display tomorrow night uh, in the All-Star game. Tyrese Halliburton's one of those. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, um, you know, another Canadian. Um, there, there's just so much talent um, in the NBA right now that even the teams that don't have great records, you've got to be worried about on a nightly basis because um, they've got good players. Uh, so, but, but I think it's, uh, you know, the league – there's a lot of threes being shot. They're playing at a fast pace. I mean, the Pacers lead the NBA uh, at about 125 points per game. You know, Halliburton sort of maestros that and orchestrates that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely an athletic, fast-paced game, and a lot of these younger teams are taking advantage of that, and that's why you're seeing them so successful. Well, when I hear that that number, 125 points a game, it's, it's, it, it's near and dear to my heart because that – uh, I, I'll call it, from my vantage point, the dreadful era when I think the entire NBA averaged under 100 points a game because it was just, I mean, there's physical and then, let, you know, that that was just a different era of, phys- of physicality in, in terms of how people were defended at that point. But uh, 
really exciting about the Indiana Pacer uh, evolution, the development. We're really happy as Canadians for Pascal Siakam that he's hopefully found a new home. Uh, the play of Matherin is is exciting and Nemhart as well. And Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today, and I hope we can uh, do this as the season progresses and uh, and get caught up again. Oh, absolutely, anytime. Love talking basketball, love talking about the Pacers in the NBA. So uh, anytime you want to do it again, I'll be happy to do it. Well, thank you very much, Chris.